What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Giants Nation podcast. Uh, guys, um, so listen up. I decided to come back on here to talk about the Saquon Barkley uh, situation. Um, you know, uh, this has been one of the craziest talks. This has been one of the this has been been one of the, one of the craziest uh, stories so far. You know, um, in the entire NFL, um, you know, we got two more months. We got the rest of May, June, and the rest of July to see what happens with um, the with uh, Saquon Barkley. Um, but guys, I, I decided to come on my podcast uh, because I wanted to, um, you know, I'm. Um, I'm I want to give you guys a little, um, a little, uh, a little, I'm going to give you guys a little something, something, you know, um, and basically I'm going to explain how I can see, uh, Saquon Barkley's contract extension looking, uh, I can, I'm just, I'm basically going to explain how I see Saquon Barkley's contract extension, uh, how I see it can look, you know, you know, obviously the question still remains if, you know, will the team, will the Giants and Saquon Barkley come to a long-term agreement, um, look at, the biggest story of the New York Giants offseason right now is the contract standoff with Saquon Barkley. Although Joe, uh, general manager Joe Shane has checked in with Barkley, it doesn't appear that the two sides are close to any sort of agreement. It seems it seems that Barkley and his agent Kim Yali, hopefully I said his or hers name right. Uh, miscalculated his value on the market and are now trying to have are trying are now trying to save face and money still you know Saquon can still make a combined 22 million dollars on the franchise tag over the next two seasons if the Giants choose that route therefore according to former agent uh, Joel Corey any sort of extension would need to come with at least that amount guaranteed in 2023 and uh, in 2023 and 2024. Otherwise, Saquon Barkley would just play on the tag. On the flip side, the Giants could choose to allow Barkley to play on the tag for the next two years and then let him walk. From the Giants' end, it, it appears that they have a hard walk away, you know, number with uh, Barkley. Joe Shane reportedly offered over $12 million per year during the season, which Barkley declined. That offer is no longer on the table, according to Joe Shane. You know, Joel Corey felt that the step was unusual if the Giants are actually intent on coming to an agreement um, with their running back. With all, look at, with all this being said... Finding common ground between team and player could be quite difficult. Still, let's go through a few possible contract structures 
and discuss the pros and uh, pros and cons. Let's talk about uh, Barkley's demands. Going by Corey's logic, the kind of deal Barkley would probably accept at this point would uh, would need to have at least $13 million per year in average annual value with more you know, than $22 million guaranteed over the first two seasons. That would likely mean a three-year $39 million uh, deal or a four-year $52 million deal. Um... You know, um, here are, here are, you know, um, oh, you know, I wasn't about to say that. Um, the reasoning here is fairly simple. Look, there is $23.5 million guaranteed. A $12 million signing bonus and an $11.5 million, $11.5 million in base salary over the first two years. Saquon Barkley would receive $15 million at signing, which is more than $10 million he is due on the franchise tag. And he'd get another $8.5 million in fully guaranteed salary in 2023. This, you know, ensures him, um, this ensures him against an injury that could prevent him from receiving the franchise tag uh, next season. Realistically, this is a two-year deal. You know, it's an option for a third, the $16.5 million cap hit in the third year is steep. But if Barkley is still playing well, the Giants could convert some of the $12 million, uh, 12 of the $12 million base salary into a bonus. Add some more dead cap in the void year and keep him around. They could <clears throat> they could also add more void years to lower each year's dead cap charge. Barkley could finish out the uh, Saquon uh, Saquon could finish out the contract and be a giant through his uh, you know through his age at uh, through his age twenty eight season. Um. The per game roster bonuses listed in total as on over the cap, not as a pro rate, not as a prorated per game amount in the second and third years are to give slight insurance against injury. The terms of the bonus was specifically state that it applies to each game in which Barkley is on the active roster. Therefore, if he stayed healthy, he could earn an extra uh, $1 million in 2024 and 2025. You know, um, a four-year deal would be similar, only, you know, only it would likely eliminate the need for a void year, at least in the intentional structure. Look, at in this scenario... Barkley receives the same $12 million, uh, Barkley receives the same $12 million signing bonus with a slightly higher $12 million in salary guarantees over the first two years. There is no remaining base salary guarantee after the second season. However, the, thir- however, the $13.5 million third year cap hit makes it more likely that Barkley will remain on the roster through his age, uh, which is 28 years old. You know, the four year the four year acts almost in lie of a void year. 
the only difference is that due to the roster bonus, which usually comes due before the free agency period, the Giants have to make a quick decision about either to keep Barkley or not. This gives him, this gives Saquon the potential to hit free agency earlier rather than being at the Giants' mercy over if and when he gets out. Look, I don't see any scenario where the Giants give this man a four-year deal and um, commensurately, you know, higher guarantees. Realistically, the advantage of the four-year structure over, you know, the three with a void year is minimal, at least on Barkley's end. Option two, there's the Giants' limit. Limit. Um, the Giants' current number is likely less than twelve than the twelve million dollars, twelve million dollars per year that they intentionally offered, assuming it was a three-year offer with the, uh, with the reported sixty percent guarantee. That would come to twenty-one point six million dollars in guarantees. The Giants would probably prefer a three-year, $30 million contract with incentives that could possibly get him up to $13 million per season. Essentially, this is a two-year, $18 million deal, which is less than Barkley uh, can get on the back-to-back franchise tags. On the flip side, it does give him a guarantee against injury. And the $11.5 million due at signing is somewhat more than the $10 million franchise side. The Giants could potentially add up to $3 million uh, in uh, incentives to each year of the deal, such as targets for rush yardage, rush, t- <clears throat> rush touchdowns, and Pro Bowl or All-Pro selections. That would bring the total value of the contract to a maximum of $39 million or $13 million per year. However, according to Corey, Barkley is highly unlikely to accept any such deal. He can make more than that over the next two years just by playing on the tag. Now, let's talk about the middle ground. It is worthwhile for both sides to realize that they have something to lose by letting the tag play out. Barkley may think that he has $22 million guaranteed over the next two seasons, but the truth is that there is no guarantee he will stay healthy again. You know, and I'm not saying that he won't, you know, I'm just saying. Furthermore, the Giants could choose to forego the second franchise tag of $12 million and simply let Barkley walk for a compensatory pick. That is not likely considering that he accounted for 29% of the team's yards a year ago, but Joe Shane could follow the policy that it's better to let a player go a year earlier than a year late, such as the ruthless business side of the matter. From the Giants' end, I feel like playing hardball with Barkley could lower the moral of other players. Sure, the team paid Daniel Jones and Dexter Lawrence, but what message does it send the rest of the players when the general manager, you know, is merciless with a, uh, with a team leader. You know, there is a human side to the matter too. Additionally, signing Barkley to a contract extension gives the Giants, first of all, more cap manu ever, um, manu ever uh, uh, um, ability, both this year and possibly next as well. 
even if the team wants to keep him around for only two more years, being able to spread out the cap hit over three or even four seasons is smart business. Realistically, Barkley, Saquon can't expect that much more than $22 million guaranteed over the next two seasons. That is the number he's working with. That's why the contracts I propose had roughly $24 million in guarantees, $12 million over each of the next two years. One compromise I could see happening is the Giants giving this guy more guaranteed money with a lower average annual value. The Giants previously reported offer would have come with $21.6 million guaranteed. Saquon Barkley's starting point is $22 million. You know, you know, provided uh, Corey is correct. Giving him a three-year $30 million deal with $20 million guaranteed and some incentives could possibly, uh, I would say, tip the scales for him. However, that does not seem to happen in the NFL nowadays. A 67% guarantee is higher than the Giants were willing to give. Meanwhile, Saquon himself seems set on the higher average annual value, at least to save face. Ultimately, I here's what I believe. I believe that the Giants have a lot of leverage in this situation. As value at look at as valuable as Saquon is. This year's free agency period, especially Miles Sanders. Six, uh, Miles Sanders, who got $6.35 million, uh, $6.35 million average annual value, showed that he is unlikely to command anywhere close to the money he seeks on the open market. You know, after they misread the market and might behoove Barkley and his agent to salvage what they can rather than risk the possibility that the Giants will let him walk after the 2023 season. You know, my here's my gut instinct is that Barkley will play on the tag in 2023. I hate saying I hate saying that, but I have that I, that's I have a gut feeling in my I have a gut feeling that might happen. However, however, deadlines for action. And in this case, the deadline for an extension on July 17th, there's plenty of time left. You know? So I'm basically what I'm basically saying is this. This whole this whole goddamn situation, it could go either way. It could go either way. You know, because there's one half, there's one half, there's one part of me saying that you want, you got to pay Saquon because he's, the, you know, he's the most important player on this offense. He's a leader. He's a locker room leader, you know, and he makes, he make, he will, he would literally make this offense better. But then there's the other part saying that he's a running back and no one cares about the running, no one cares about running backs anymore. Running backs don't get paid as much money as quarterbacks do, you know, because, I mean, look at it now. Look, I mean, I've said this time and time and time again. Running backs are not running backs are useless anymore. You know, no one cares about running backs. Look what happened to Zeke Elliott. Look what look what happened. Look what happened to Todd Gurley. Look what happened to Le'Veon Bell. Look what happened to all these running backs who who are very good. End up 
they end up turning into bums because they asked for all this money because they think they deserved it. And look what happened. They all ended up throw they, they all ended up getting kicked off the team. Ezekiel Elliott signed a he signed a long-term deal worth $90 million. And Zeke got kicked off the Cowboys. And look at look at no one wants Zeke anymore. Because he's hurt. You know, and I appreciate what Zeke is doing. Le'Veon Bell was was once a good running back. Le'Veon Bell, he got kicked out. The Steelers kicked him off the team. And now Le'Veon Bell, we don't know what he's doing. Ty Gurley, he he got dealt with injuries. There is, you know, there's no, you know, and I think Saquon knows that. I think Saquon knows that. I think he's smart enough to know that I'm a running back. I shouldn't be dumb enough to ask or, you know, to ask for an offer of all for all this money because I don't know where, I don't know what would happen, especially with Saquon's little uh, Saquon's injury history. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I still believe in Saquon Barkley. I still believe he can ball out. And I understand he's a running back. But like I said before, in this in this particular situation, he's the most important player on this offense. You got to give him his money, you know. Because this guy, he's just proven last season that he is one of the when healthy, he's one of the best backs in the league, you know, and I believe he'll be fine because, hey, he's playing behind the better, the offensive line will be better, you know, and he's playing under the same system, so why not give Saquon Barkley all that money, he's a running back, you know, I don't think Saquon's gonna play if he gets the franchise tag, that's why I think that you gotta pay him. You know, that's why I feel like you got to pay him. <laughs> but we're going to have to see what happens. <sighs> but yeah, guys, I hope you enjoyed my long talk about how I can, how I, how, how I can see uh, Saquon Barkley's contract extension looking like. And... I'll get right back at I'll get right back at you guys. Um, I'll keep you guys updated for more news about the Giants, so stay tuned. Um, but until then, I am out. Peace.